0: Listening to the Ed Reach Network.
1: Ed Gamer, episode one forty five on EdReach, NIU's STEM Read Program with Kristen Brentson. I didn't say that right, did I? Did I do it? Again? <laughs> Princeton. Okay. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday. It's a tough if if we'll have it on the show notes, you'll see. It's very difficult to pronounce. Sorry. Sorry, Kristen. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday, October twenty second, twenty fourteen. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, EdReach.us giving education a voice.
2: A big voice.
1: You could have joined in too, Mike.
0: <laughs>
1: is he frozen?
3: No, he's fine. No, I'm fine. <laughs> he just doesn't like your jokes like the rest of us.
1: Now he knows me too well. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach,
0: and I'm Jerry.
3: I'm Mike. I'm Jillian. I'm Mary, <laughs> and
2: I'm Kristen. <laughs>
3: Welcome all. Mike, who are you? Hi, hi I'm uh, Mike Jones. I teach 7th grade life science at Bloomington Junior High School. I've been involved with the Immovable Feast for about 10 years now, and I do the one-to-one training for our district, District 87.
1: You're not going to keep reading?
3: I'm not going to keep reading. Oh, well, <laughs> and then I'm talking about lying to hobbies, and I'm a co-creator of many tech guides and my two children, Cat and Parker. <laughs> yes, we like that. <laughs> Kristen,
2: uh, I'm Kristen Brennison. I'm the assistant director of the P20 Center in at, here at NIU. I'm involved in a lot of different things I'm from state level, but I like working with these two here. So I'm gonna <laughs> go for it. Okay. I'm, done. I'm done. I thought you were going to introduce us. Oh, <laughs> I'm joined by Jillian King Cargyle and Mary Baker. And who are you, Jillian?
4: I am the coordinator for stem Read. We explore the science behind science fiction.
5: And I'm Mary Baker, and I'm the coordinator for Smart Space at NIU, and we make a lot of online games and other educational materials for educators.
1: Very cool. And NIU, for those of you outside of the Midwest might not know, Northern Illinois University. So we also have some international viewers too. So they're like, NIU, what is that all about? So, Jerry? My name
0: is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator in Schaumburg, Illinois.
1: And my name is that... Who messed? Jerry, come on.
0: I did not my do name, that.
1: Mike... Did you get involved in this already, Mike?
0: <laughs> That's yeah.
1: yeah, my name is Zach Gilbert. I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade Soul studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Yeah, Jerry likes to mess with my blurby and change Wait, it around it. What does that say? Hoist? <laughs> I'm, hoist. I'm your hoist. Yeah. Yes.
2: Hoist. Okay. There we needs go. Fun.
1: They like having fun with me. Now, Mike knows that he can start messing around with the... No, don't touch anything, Mike. Okay. Hey, Mike's so, on mute. Mike is on mute, but he can still... Oh, forget it. Okay. Jerry, it's been a... You didn't join me two weeks ago, so it's been almost four you know, weeks, hasn't it? It's
0: been on, I think it's. I think I'm down to like once a month here. It's been. It's been rough, but
1: yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, you've had a vacation, which is kind of. I'm guessing <laughs> you enjoy that.
0: Well, time away is nice, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yep. So, have you <laughs> done? Have you done the game club? Have you done your game club?
0: No game club this year has not started running yet. Where it's it's getting off the ground probably in about two weeks. So okay. Just just signed a paper today for it.
1: So we had um, our second, is that our second, second or third uh, game club last Friday. I had sixty kids. Wow! And it's getting kind of crazy. <laughs> it's getting kind of crazy.
0: So that's a, that's for
1: those of you, what's that? That's a couple. Yeah, I have a, a few parents. I have a, a teacher or two that come and help out, and uh, the. We weren't able to use the IMC space, so we actually used the cafeteria, which actually worked out pretty well because we had enough space to spread out. And What's so the IMC space? Uh, the IMC is the – it's a library.
0: Is it like I am pay? What? I am I'll pay. tell you when you're older. It's an okay.
1: architect. It's an architect. Okay, so I miss <laughs> missed that joke. Okay, so uh, IMC is the uh, the media lab, media center, and that was taken up. And so we just went. We had kids scattered all over the cafeteria, which was which was pretty cool. It was actually easy to keep track of. For those of you that don't know, we had board games. We have board games going on. We had Minecraft going on. We had kids with um, Nintendo portable devices. We had lap. You know, we had everything, all types of games going on. And the two games that I got involved were uh, Ingenious, which is a fun game, which I first played at, um, at Gen Con, Jerry, and mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. And then Snake Oil. Do you, you know about Snake Oil, Jerry?
0: I do. I love that. I found that at Gen Con because that was uh, that was an awesome game. I got to meet the, like, company that was publishing it. So there's Ingenious. And then Snake Oil, yeah, they gave me, like, a really um, – early run of the product. So I have this this really old, cool one that's kind of cool. It's a great game. Awesome game.
1: So it's almost like Apples to Apples, but you have a, a person, it goes around, you have your turn, you pick a card, you place it in the center. It could be, we had one it was Pirate, and you have six cards each, and you take two of your cards and try to come up with something that goes with um, the, the item, like Pirate. And uh, I think somebody had like... Um, Lightning cannon, which was kind of a, a perfect one for you know for a pirate, uh, and so you'd come up with all these different, and then the person that put the card, uh, the original card down, pirate, would be the one who chooses the winner of the best combination. You try to sell, you try to sell your right. two cards, and yeah. promote it.
0: At Gen Con, they were really trying to separate themselves from you know the apples to apples game so I think that's how they did it is by saying like you you know it's more of just instead of trying to be something that's just naturally funny it's like you have to you know honestly try to sell this product And you can use humor to do it but oh yeah it (laughs) involves it involves uh, you know kind of another level of of thinking which is kinda cool It's fun
1: yeah Uh, having kids play it uh, as compared to adults would be a much different game (laughs) yes yeah, just a little bit, a little bit. So, Mike, we'll try that sometime. We'll do that game. Uh, so, the next uh, one of the next articles we have. Uh, this came from um, uh, Edutopia and a friend of the show, and this is basically eight play-based strategies to engage youth in learning and um, start start the group right off. Uh, use name games, icebreakers. Um, Deepen relationships by uh, naturally forming cliques. Uh, use games to establish group norms and rules. Build emotional intelligence. So it just kind of goes into you know how do you how do you put these groups together, and um, and it's just a nice little article. I thought it was just nice to share. So those will that'll be in the show notes. That was nice. Um, next one was Mike. You want to share this one? This is Pixel Press. Uh, which is here in Illinois, correct?
3: Yeah, it's actually, well, it's in St. Louis now, but they actually went to McLeansboro High School. Uh, what's kind of neat was their uh, math teacher and uh, computer teacher is now one of the uh, techs for the Illini cloud, which is the connection for me and Zach. Uh, they had a Kickstarter last year, and basically it's a iPad app. I believe the Android version is coming. And, a set, and it's a game base where kids make games. Um, instead of having to learn, like, Scratch or any kind of code, kids actually make the game by using graph paper. And they design it on graph paper. It's a side-scrolling game. And kids can put, like, X marks for hazards or, like, pointy spikes for dangers. And what they do is they use the camera app to take a picture of the graph paper, and it automatically turns the paper version of it into an iPad app. Um, they just got Adventure Time license, and I think that's yeah. really what it's going to take off. Oh. And they're talking about using some other kind of uh, license material to start pushing their games. Their other one now, it kind of reminds me almost of the game Ingenious, where you looked at. It's actually a grid of uh, boxes, and kids use different color boxes to program and how things look, and basically it's a logic-type puzzle. Um, they did some really neat stuff, and they're going to have a couple other Kickstarters coming up here, too. So it's just worth checking out.
1: Yeah. And I guess I didn't even talk about Ingenious, but I'll have that in the show notes. But it's basically a puzzle game, and it's got a different twist to it. Um, lowest score. You you don't want to have the lowest score type of thing. So it's it's a little different. Um, but this I'm looking at this video. I'm getting sucked into it. It looks really nice. Um, I know this is a, a topic that we've had discussions about, especially with Google, mm-hmm. Mike. But um, you know, I'm wondering, especially with more Chromebooks that are getting out there, I'm wondering how much these developers are looking at putting games into the um, basically the Google Store, uh, mm-hmm. being able to play do this through web-based.
3: Well, actually, I guess the hope is actually have a device agnostic, so no matter what they're using, you can just pull it out, take the picture, and. Kind of run it, so yeah. um, hopefully, gonna it's, it's gonna be interesting to see. They've been around for about 18 months, so it's gonna be interesting to see what the next version's gonna hold of this.
1: If I showed this to my class, and a, and I would guess uh, Jerry, if you showed this to your students, they would be pretty uh, pr- pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, I want to do it. I want to try it right now. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so the other <laughs> one is uh, was it Zulama?
3: Yeah, uh, the, both of these they were at a EdSurge uh, Ed workshop. And EdSurge they have a couple workshops. One was in San Francisco. I think the next one's in Boston. It uh, it's kind of reminds me somewhat of an EdCamp, but it's really heavily vendor-based time where you have tables, you do demos, the participants rate you, uh, say like how at a quick speed, like like a, almost like a Yelp, but then there's a the whole article they can fill out. Uh, this other lady we sat and talked for a while, they do curriculum for game-based learning, which is kind of a, I don't hate to say, it, not too startling nowadays. But what really surprised me about these folks, two things. Uh, one of them was their, most of their game-based curriculum is paper-based. In fact, while these people had, like, all these iPads out and all these devices, they had 20 dies, and they had chess pieces, and they had actually physical, like, meeples and things on their table. So uh, instantly, as soon as I was all the table, I'm like, okay, that's where I'm beelining it, too. Uh, kind of had like the weird moment I was talking to the lady, I'm like, oh I've got a guy who does a lot with game based learning uh, I, get, let me get your card, I'll give it to him and she's like, oh yeah, who's your friend? I'm like, well I didn't say friend, but I'm like oh, uh, it's Zach Gilbert and, he, and he's like, and Zach Gilbert at Normal and he's like, oh yeah, he has that podcast called Ed Gamer, I'm like You've listened to it? <laughs> so it was, it was the first time that someone knew you by name from your podcast that I met. So. One of the
1: do- one of the dozen listeners, excluding Jerry's mom and my mom.
3: <laughs> Hi, Mom. So, uh, Hi, Mom. Well, so it was just neat to know that they kind of knew about you guys, but uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting to follow up. It's mainly high school curriculum, but I'm interested to see what it really looks like and see if it's something that can be brought down to the middle school level.
1: Well, and you know, as, it, as well as I do, Mike, especially teaching junior high, that we have kids, and especially I'll talk about one of them here in a minute, uh, who t- could handle higher-level critical thinking and outside-the-box thinking. So it definitely, maybe in an after-school program, uh, this is something that could work. And especially for <laughs> those that are dealing with financial troubles, uh, doing more paper-based and maybe have a slight technology integration um, might be easier.
3: What I really liked about it was she talked so much about the prototyping and not falling in love with the first version of your game and how you have to play test it, write reviews, go back to the designing board. And I think sometimes it's easy for kids to just engage, create, be done with, and not go through that editing process of how good is it really.
1: Jerry, stop barking. (laughs) Lo siento. <laughs> okay, so um, now I see that they have like a Unity 3D programming. That's not this. Is that the same thing that you use, Jerry?
0: What? Where are you looking?
1: Um. Well, I kind of. <laughs> oh. Kinda
0: went off. You just kind of went off. And...
1: Yeah, I kind of went off. I I saw it was like our program, and then they had something like Unity 3D, but they're using Java.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we we do use Unity 3D. That is correct.
1: Okay. So that's something that's on here, too. Just to let you guys know, and Chris and, and Jerry's, you know, um, what do, what programs do you use? Unity?
0: Yeah, I mean, Unity's the only one that we primarily mess around with right now. We've gone back and forth with two-dimensional stuff like Scratch and, and you know, trying to learn small bits of coding, but we fight our, our math courses are trying to teach game coding right now. So we're sticking more to the visual ones, which lends itself to um, Unity and things like that.
1: Yeah, very cool. Anything else on that one, Mike?
3: <laughs> He's. No, no. No, no, not really. Uh, barking dog, That so that's why I had to unmute.
1: <laughs> oh, you were the barking dog. Okay, I thought it was Jerry. It's all right. Woof. Not <laughs> woof. Yeah. Hey, so the next one is the uh, 3D Game Lab, uh, which is, I guess, their Go Go Labs. Um, I always think go Gadget. Okay, so GoGo Labs, they have uh, a partnership with North Carolina Center for Advancements, Advancement of Teaching, uh, NCCAT, uh, to provide North Carolina public school teachers with online trading, quest-based digital learning. This has Lucas Gillespie written all over it, Jerry.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like it.
1: And I'm sure he's involved in some way, shape, or form because he's heavily involved with 3D Game, 3D game Lab. And this is a... Different way of educators getting professional development through quest-based and really uh, individualized. They can do it on their own and take multiple paths. I think this could be very interesting in seeing how this works out, because this is something. And talking to Mike and then also Kristen on this, this is something that I I think we could be looking at for our state too. This is this is pretty slick. So I don't know if have you, Kristen, you not when I mentioned 3D game lab before. You had knowledge of this program?
2: I've heard of it. I I haven't really dug into it as much, but it is one of those that's been on my radar.
1: They've done an excellent job, and it's gotten better and better and better. So it's basically uh, quest-based, level-up type of thing, and you choose your own path. So pretty slick, pretty slick. Um, Calculating speed, this is just real quick on this one. Calculating speed using Minecraft, and this is uh, (laughs) David Lee. I just want to say Roth. I want to say that but this is 6th uh, uh, grade common core math ratio and proportional relationships. I really need to show this just, to... Wait,
0: can we stop right there? Can you what? imagine David Lee Roth teaching common core math? I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. I think that would be unbelievable. Welcome to I would have learned so no, much more from R- <sighs> No.
1: Dreams. Zach. Pound cake. John? No, that's, hey, that's Sammy Hagar. No. Pound Cake Sammy Hagar.
2: Oh, Jump is David Lee Roth.
1: Jump is David Lee Roth. So you can do Jump. Yeah. That's another question for another time. (laughs) I think that's a question for right now. Simmer down. Okay, so, uh, calculating speed with Minecraft. This is a really cool video. And uh, I thought it was very, very well done. So check that out. Kind of neat. I, I bet that's something that, especially with STEM. So, have you guys messed with Minecraft at all?
3: Kristen?
2: little. Kristen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mess with it um, vicariously through my children. I, I <laughs> yeah. use both of my teenagers into Minecraft quite often. In fact, my, my son disappears on a daily basis, connects with his friends, I walked upstairs one day, and he says, Hey, do you want to see what I've been working on for the last three years? And gave me a tour of the world that he and his buddies have been creating, and they've got storyboards for the machinimas that they want to create. So I I tried. I built a house. It was invaded by sheep, and I gave up. <laughs> I,
1: I hate when that happens. happens. <laughs> Dang sheep.
2: Oh, the sheep.
1: Yep. What's worse is the chickens.
2: Yes, that was actually a running joke between my my son and my daughter. Is my daughter would build something and my son and his friends would fill her house with chickens. <laughs> so some good sibling bonding that happens through Minecraft.
1: Okay, I guess Jerry's pushing us on to the next one. You heard, got the video up, Jerry. Well, I'm just being prepared, Zach. Okay, Sorry. okay. So very cool. We can talk about Minecraft another time because we still got. Yeah. So. This is Jeopardy. Yeah. Abby, a former student of mine, as I put in here, of mine, Mr. Gilbert, yeah. Hey, I have nothing to do with the genius level of this student. She is quite amazing. Um, you you need to check this video out. So she did – I just love the name. I just like saying Voltaic pile. Just like saying pile. I don't know. Okay, so she put this great – you join that, Jerry?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she does the voices and the whole thing, and it's just – it's great. So she explains it. I don't know if you can skip ahead. She actually does um, uh, basically stop motion and creating the the voltaic pile, which is pretty slick. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> we love
1: oh. the method shots, frog. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Mike, you would enjoy you would enjoy the video. So check it out. But she now, what's interesting is that you know Abby. Because she's been involved with uh, what has she been involved with up so, there at Northern?
2: So at, at NIU here we host STEM Fest, which was just last weekend, which is why we're all still kind of a little bleary-eyed. Um, at STEM Fest, we fill our convocation center with hundreds of hands-on STEM activities to really get kids excited about what's what's involved in STEM and get some ha- get their hands on some things. But coming up to that, for the last five years, we've also done several different competitions. And Abby has been one of our Explain It video competition participants for several years now. Um, we we really we open it up for K through 12, and kids create videos either individually or with teams that explain something. And we've had everything from... Um, people doing demonstrations to stop-motion animation think last year we had a a kid design an entire digestive track model in Minecraft and gave us a tour
1: that is awesome
2: Awesome. and then we also have the sci-fi writing competition as well but seriously yes yes Mm -hmm.
1: how do I not know these things (laughs) that's super cool okay so, so okay, so the P20 Center, you're involved with, what, STEM, STEM-READ, STEM...
2: STEM. So the P20 Center is in outreach out of, at, at, at IU. So we're not associated necessarily with any of the colleges. We're in the division of outreach, but we work with all the colleges. And under the P20 umbrella... We have several different projects that impact education from preschool all the way to higher ed. So we have our STEM Outreach Office, we have STEM Read, Smart Space, and then we have other projects such as Higher Ed Transitions, um, Econ Education through Econ Illinois, which has the stock market game, so we talk about gaming. um, so really, we have a wide variety of focus, but I think the really the ones that we have the most fun with are the, the STEM and STEAM. We don't want to – we add that art in there as well, mm-hmm. yes.
1: Yeah, so, Jerry, so
2: that we'll makes me very happy.
1: Yay. <laughs> STEAM, yep. So, okay, break break this down. So you last week you had um, the STEM Fest, right?
0: Yes.
1: So, and what were some of the competi- – you, you just went through some of that stuff, but I mean – how do you get involved, how does a student, how do they get involved in this?
2: So a student from the NIU perspective, what well, we have booths, so it's kind of like a giant hands-on expo and we have our students from across campus who are doing STEM, more in STEM related majors or actually any majors because we have you know, the art department, they're using STEAM concepts so they're there, we had um, Music. Music. The Center for was Asian Center for Asian Southeast, 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 Southeast Asian Studies. Studies was there, and we have our student volunteers running the booth and the hands-on activities. So in the past, we've had well over 400 Niu student volunteers that help make the day possible, and representatives from all the colleges across campus and departments that are connected to STEM in some way, shape, or form. But then we also have some of our external. Uh, partners that that come, um, Argonne National Labs was there. Mm. Uh, who else was there? I'm blanking. Navy.
3: Oh, the Navy. Navy
2: was there. Yep. Oh. And. Because
1: they have so, the training facility up there. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of the high school teams from the area that have robotics teams will come and showcase. You know, they'll they'll do some of their robotics demonstrations and. I think the robots are playing catch this year, weren't they?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and we have, in conjunction with that, we've got the haunted physics lab, the laser lab. Um, we had the the STEM learning exchange, the Illinois STEM learning exchanges for pathways. were there talking about some of the different STEM career possibilities. It, I think this year we had over 7,500 7, people came through and from yeah. 10 to 5.
1: So, it's not only the campus and, you know, parts of the university, but then you also had K-12 through students, right? I mean, you talked about some of the schools that came there. So, that's where, I'm guessing, Abby came up there and participated in the contest, right?
2: Yep. So, we have, we, we do the competitions beforehand. We put out the call and say that the competitions are open. We've had students submit videos from as far down south as Springfield. Um, I know you get a pretty wide range of people that submit for the sci-fi, the story competition. Um, so that's one way we get the K-12 students involved. But then, as I said, we've also got the high school students who are involved in robotics are coming up and demonstrating what they do in in the classes. and So we, we really do have a wide age or age range of participation.
1: Okay, so you, so you have that part. Now we have, but Jillian, you're involved in STEM Read, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So I heard last year you had kind of a pretty cool uh, author come and visit. Can you explain what the program does and then you know, and what your plans are for the future?
4: Sure. Well, this program kind of grew out of STEM outreach. I was actually um, promoting STEM Fest, and I started working with the local libraries. I said, "All right, so we've got our science, technology, engineering, and math. How are we approaching it? Are we? Is anybody reading?" And they're kind mm-hmm. of like. No, nah, not really. <laughs> and so my background is in filmmaking and creative writing and so um, I immediately thought of books and movies and things like that so I got together with the um, librarians, the teen librarians from several of the local libraries and we just started picking books we liked and inviting kids to campus to read some of the book and then meet experts who studied that type of science. So we started out going to the NIU greenhouse and looking at slime pools and talking about alternative energy, Um, we went to the psychology lab and they got to hold pieces of brains and lots of things like that and they were really awesome events and we got like 5 people at each one and so we said, hmm, maybe we need better cookies and then we got better cookies and then maybe we got 10 people at each one and then we said, oh. I think it was Kristen who said maybe you should be an online book club too. And so then we moved to online, and we said, hey, instead of doing all these little events, why don't we try some really big events? Um, and so we started doing these interactive field trips, um, which kids come to campus. We usually have between 200 to about 250 um, kids in middle school and high school who come to these events, and uh-huh. We get the author here on campus, and we do a day-long game that um, kids can interact with the book through this game. And so um, uh, in the spring, we had James Dashner here, and he's the author of Maze Runner. And so we um, had one of the ballrooms where we could control the lighting and the sound, and Mary made all kinds of crazy, creepy sound effects. Um, everyone was a member of Wicked, who was, uh, all the chaperones were members of Wicked, and, um, we were all being very stern with the kids, and throughout the day, they had to solve all these challenges, and we'd give them different pieces of maps of the maze, and they had to figure out how to put them together so they could be the first team to escape the maze. Wow. Yeah, it was tons of fun.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool. I I just think the whole idea of of, you know, especially science fiction and that type, that genre, and then connecting it to actual, you know, science. I think that's, that's huge. So did you, I mean, so did you pull apart some of these things from the, the story? And because I know Mike has talked about this with me before. So how do you do that? I mean, what's the, what's the connection there? How do you pull that out?
4: So, first we look for good books <laughs> that we like <laughs> to read. Um, so, and I, I kind of define science fiction kind of loosely. I've, I've picked some John Green books like The Fault in Our Stars, and we've done cancer research and okay. adaptive technologies for blindness and things like that. So, so first we start with, okay, what, what concepts are being explored? Um, and we kind of make a list, and then we pick, Which ones we think are the most interesting, and then which ones can be really interactive. Um, So, we're, you know, with Maze Runner, we did um, cryptography. I I really liked Mm -hmm. in the book how they were really trying to solve this maze and making all these maps. And we said, okay, there's a hidden code. Let's talk about cryptography. And we got this great math expert, um, Brian Beach, who helped us um, create a game and and do all this crazy stuff. And then um, psychology. So, if you're in a maze, what? Why are you in the maze? Who put you there? What are they trying to figure out? So we um, we talked to a psychologist, um, Dr. Angela Grippo here at NIU, and she does mazes with prairie voles, and um, mm. and so she gave us an interesting perspective on you know what researchers are are looking for and why someone would put you in a maze, and then. Um, we had, Kristen actually did a talk on the Grievers. So the Grievers in the book, if you haven't read it, they're these big, like, mechanical slug monsters that um, have, like, all these saws that come out of them, and they're kind of gross and terrible. And so, <laughs> so we said... Terribly awesome. Yeah, terribly awesome. They're very cool. And if you've seen the movie, they're crazy. They're awesome. Um, but, so Kristen did a uh, design process Um, activity with the students, and they had to design an anti-griever, so if this giant griever is coming at you all the time, um, what kind of machine would you make to protect yourself from it? So what what would your giant mechanical slug to fight the giant mechanical slug look like?
1: That is awesome. That is really cool. So there's this, just on a side note, because as we were talking about science fiction, and there was actually a story on this on uh, ABC News tonight, uh, one of my wife's favorites favorite actors, Matthew uh, McConaughey. I guess it's McConaughey, not he. She gets mad at me when I say that. Uh, you know, she, I guess he's in this movie called Interstellar. Right. And have you have you seen some of the science behind this?
4: We've I haven't. The movie's not out yet, right? I no. Think, no, i just so seen the we've been, You know, it's all very hush hush, but um, it looks really interesting.
1: It As does. In, it, they actually went to they t- went to a scientist and they actually figured out some of the scenes by um, making sure it's as accurate as possible by using some of Einstein's theories. So, uh, you know, it's just, so they're taking science and trying to make it as accurate as possible, especially as it pertains to space travel. So I thought that was pretty, that was pretty slick. So that'll be interesting when that comes out. So that, my wife will actually go see a science fiction movie with me because it's got Matthew McConaughey in it. So that's a whole nother.
4: Yeah, that was a smart (laughs) angle.
1: (laughs) Let's get Matthew McCloney. What?
0: You keep saying he. It's hey. Is it hey? hey. You told us earlier it's hey.
1: It is hey. Maybe I do that just to, I do it on purpose just to upset my wife.
0: Well, get it right.
1: (laughs) She'll hit me later, so it's it's all good. Okay, so um, now what's that?
4: Um, We do have a few space books, Well, we've we've done Ender's Game, so we had Ender's Day, um, which was a big field trip, but then coming up, we've got War of the Worlds that we're going to do. Can't get the author, you just won't come. Um, And then in the summer, (laughs) we're going to do um, The Martian by Andy Weir, and we're really excited about that one. That one we're turning into a week-long summer camp, where it's called Crisis on Mars and every day the kids wake up to a new crisis that is um, jeopardizing their survival so in the morning they're going to be doing engineering challenges to stay alive Um, in the afternoon they're going to be doing um, design um, like art and design concepts with Mary on designing a spaceship that would go to Mars what will it look like what's been done so far what are some of those crazy concepts that are out there and then later in the afternoon, they're going to work with me on creative writing and doing journaling. So what would their version of The Martian be? What would their notes back home be like? So,
1: very cool. And yeah. I, I, I know Jerry and Mike already know this, and I'm I just, I'm just very proud. But my, my wife's cousin was exe- one of the executive producers of Ender's Game. So very cool. Very, so and it's one of my all-time favorites, uh, you know, science fiction novels. It's just yeah. super cool. Super cool. Now, have you ever thought of doing? Because I'm a Tolkien geek. Uh, have you ever thought about doing having Tolkien? Because you, I mean, you did Fault in my you know Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> I'm thinking you could definitely pull in some things within you know with Tolkien.
4: So. And this is where I'm going to get like kicked off the show because Kristen and I I fight about this a lot. It's, I I try to stay away from fantasy because I I think it's. You know, it goes into one of the things that STEM Outreach says all the time is it's not magic, it's science. Mm-hmm. And so we, we try to stick with books that are Earth-based or the people originated on Earth. And we try to steer away from magic and fantasy.
1: You do know that Tolkien was a ancient language professor and all the names in the book are based off of actual languages from planet earth so um, <laughs> the the I'm language not, talking, about, not, talking about talking about foundation not. of languages that's another discussion for another time but uh, every single place and name is actually from a ancient language from planet earth not so fantasy like but th- that's a whole other, i'm not a geek at all not a geek at all just you know, <laughs> not a geek at all are <laughs> Yeah, yeah definitely are We
4: suddenly get disconnected and he never talks to us again
1: <laughs> no it's all it's all good so are you are you who are the future um uh are are you having future authors have you planned on any future authors that you can mention
4: yes the, the one I can mention definitely um, is Joelle charbonneau she's the author of the testing
1: so um, don't know that one
4: it's a dystopian novel um Joelle was actually a a school counselor at an an art school, um, a music and art school, and she saw all these kids getting ready for the ACTs and SATs and absolutely freaking out, and so she wrote this dystopian novel where um, the best and brightest students are put through this thing called the testing to see if they're eligible to be leaders and go on to the university. Um, Only in this world, if you fail the test, Bad things
1: you, happen. Yeah, no spoilers, but <laughs> you
4: don't re- retake it, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, and as we were talking before the show, uh, Neil Shusterman, Unwind, mm-hmm. and some other pretty cool novels. Um, he is actually coming to my junior high, which is which is pretty cool. So that Unwind had a different little twist of you know, if you're bad, uh, we kind of unwind. Yeah, that's a whole. It's pretty yeah. freaky, but it's kind of like, hmm. Okay, so uh, that had an interesting twist. So that's that's kind of cool. It's, so the other thing, and I, can we can we mention? I mean, are you looking at maybe ex- expanding the STEM read to other locations in the state, or are you trying to keep it just up there in northern we, Illinois? We, oh,
4: we always want to expand. Mm-hmm. We we have no shortage of ideas. We have a shortage <laughs> of people. Um, but yes, we would love to do our events in other places. And the way we design all of our um, activities and all of our lesson plans is that you could either recreate it um, at your school. You could run a parallel event with us. You know, We could um, live stream some of the things that we do. Um, and the other alternative is we could repeat the game too. Mm-hmm. So so every everything that we do is available for free online. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'd love to get more locations involved and get more. Very cool. I,
1: if if you happen to want to do a a Tolkien one, I, I I would might be able to help out uh, here <laughs> mm-hmm. in central slash southern Illinois. Just just Before saying.
2: No. Tolkien, I need to get her to do a steampunk. Yeah. So that that's like first on the agenda is a steampunk.
1: Leviathan.
2: I know. I love Levi. It would be a good one.
1: That would That'd be, be a pretty good one. We're so, one
4: that I'm... Yeah, we did Peeps. We do like Scott Westerfeld. Yes. Peeps was one of the first books that we did online. So we've actually yeah. got a pretty cool um, epidemiology game where you're looking for patient zero. And uh, two two out of three of us make cameos as sick patients who may or may not be <laughs> patient zero.
1: So do you, do you create other activity? It sounds like you create other activities based upon these these concepts, right? So, because when you talked about patient zero or trying to, you know, um, stop something from happening, you know, pandemic, you know, Mike, uh, we have you played pandemic, Mike?
3: Yeah, several yeah. times. Not with my yeah. students yet,
1: it's, it's a fun game. So, you know, I'm just thinking of all these little activities that could stretch off of, and thinking the game route, you know, stretch off of that. So, and we're, we're going to have to get you guys back on here because you... <laughs> The STEM, the whole STEM through NIU is massive, isn't it? It, it is. The STEM project,
3: because I'm seeing games yeah, that
2: you... A lot of massive the materials that we do create to the the book, that's where Mary kind of comes in on the smart space, where we have games that relate to some yes. of the steps that you find in the books, and then some additional games, too, that just mm-hmm. really touch on some of the STEM concepts you'll see maybe during a STEM outreach, you know, STEM outreach is our, our arm that goes out and does demos and works with, with schools kind of on a different aspect, but then there'll be concepts and games online that tie into that.
1: So what are some of the games that, uh, that are on, I guess, through the STEM site at NIU? So we have, uh,
5: we have a, Quite a few now. Uh, the most recent ones we did one on um, like all about what you eat and food chains and uh, where you get your energy from um, to go along with the carnivores book uh, with by Aaron Reynolds uh, for STEM Read. And then before that one we did um, like solar energy and the alternative forms of energy. So there's a game on that and that's to go along with the book uh, My
4: Light mm-hmm. by Molly and, Bang.
5: Mm-hmm, by Molly Bang. And uh, and then one of my favorite ones that, that I did is probably not as interactive as the other ones was zombie ACT math preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a full length ACT test, but it's all zombie things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. we're making a whole bunch of zombie themed videos to teach the math concepts behind it, too. But, uh, but it gives you feedback as you go through and you go on this journey where you're finding shelter and you're traveling to a safer destination and things like that.
1: Well, we definitely need to get the, those links added into the doc so I can put that out there in the show notes because I, this is, the more and more I kind of scratched the surface, and we scratched the surface tonight, but I, I scratched the surface going through this, and it seems like it just keeps going on and on and on. There's so <laughs> many things here. I have, a, I have a funny feeling other universities have contacted you about doing connecting with or using some of your stuff, has that happened?
4: Not a lot. Of, we're getting a lot of schools that yeah. are that are getting interested. And actually, a lot of libraries are really interested in the media specialists. So we're trying to win over, I think the language arts teachers uh, <laughs> need to become our fans. Uh, <laughs> some of the books fall under that unrequired reading. And so I think some teachers just haven't figured out exactly. How to teach them in their
1: classes yet? So yeah. Well, I've I've gotten a lot of, of feedback from teachers that I've shown the STEM read, and uh, science teachers and language arts teachers, and it's it's been very positive. But the more and more, especially talking with Jerry and the Mike, and also Kristen, and now meeting the two of you, um, you know, the more and more I hear more about STEM, I guess, with NIU, and the science and the the technology areas and so you're getting a lot of positive feedback here in southern Illinois I guess I should say Uh, you know so it's that's that's definitely really good and the more that you have kids that are involved here in central Illinois jumping up there to go to a contest like Abby um, that spreads too so I think those are wonderful things
4: yeah we're trying to creep down state I'm a Saluki I went to...
1: A- you're, you're definitely in southern Illinois. Jerry, did you hear that? That's Carbondale. That's southern Illinois.
4: Yeah, I, think I don't
1: know. In, I think I'm going to check there. a map. <laughs> check a map, yeah. Check a map. <laughs> Any Anything else you guys want to share? Anything coming yeah. up? Um,
4: oh, yeah. Well, the, the testing um, event at NIU with uh, Joel Charbonneau is coming up um November nineteenth, and we have about twenty-five slots left, so we're we're just about full. We could we could stream. So if you're interested in streaming uh, for the event, um, that would be a possibility. Or if you've got a few kids that you want to bring up, that we could, we could probably squeeze them in. We're we're just about up at two hundred, but it's going to be a great event. We're really really <laughs> excited. We're doing um, some uh, scavenger hunt. Caption kind of thing um, we're going to be doing some I don't even want to say what else we're doing oh because Mike <laughs>
1: let me take notes here yes write those down <laughs> well thank you very much for coming on and like I said we'll update the uh, the Google Doc and then we'll put those in the show notes because a lot of people we get a lot of hits on there going through the notes um, People need to know about this. This is such a wonderful site, such a wonderful thing that you're doing for Northern Illinois, but also for the educators in Illinois and those others that can take advantage of it. Mike, thank you for joining us. I don't know why we haven't had you on before. Just has Jerry now has somebody else to uh, come at me with uh, your comedy, your fun. I well, yeah. love well, you.
3: Now that you've lifted the restraining order, I think I can come back. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you know. I say
0: welcome anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, it's good to see you.
0: Always good, good to see you.
1: Always good to see you. So, Okay, well, thank you for li- listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Where in the world did this go, Jerry? Thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the Edreach Network have a great week bye, bye. i was waiting bye. for the black thank you